Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now save $30 on the American-made steel FS56 RCE trimmer. Real steel. The FS56 RCE is made in America of U.S. and global materials. Offer valid through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Friday is here, and so is the second hour. Hot Mike with Hutton and Withrow across the Outkick Network. Glad you're with us as we broadcast live from 6th and Peabody with Yeehaw Beer and Old Smoky Moonshine. Chad, you got a big weekend coming up? Big weekend of, uh, of softball, a piano recital, uh, Mother's Day celebration. You know, your standard fare. Big, big controversy right now within our softball league with the coaches because a lot of rain in the area. Yeah. And they, they're asking to push all the games back three hours. And instead that's of... a problem. And I, I said, I'm like, selfishly for me, my daughter has plans. a piano recital. Yeah. And I'm going to miss it, coaching the team. She's not going to be able to play in the whole game. That may, may play 30 minutes an hour and have to leave. I said, but I understand the league has to do something. My counter was, instead of affecting all four games and backing them up, what if you just took the two early games, starting late because the getting the fields ready tomorrow, the and flip them at the end, and the two in the middle can stay the same? Like Silence. So. The only other person that liked it, that liked the text, was the coach of the team I'm playing. Well, So everyone else, I think, is, well, I don't want to have to move from – and I get it. If you get a 9 a.m. game and suddenly it's a 4.30 game, you don't really want that either. But I'm like, let's affect four teams instead of eight. How many times have you heard this song – that Evie will be playing in the piano recital. I haven't heard it once. Oh, really? I'm this is I'm a terrible father when it comes. You don't to hear her practice music or dance related activities. I don't listen to what she's practicing. I'm probably watching something when it's going on. I just remember growing up, my sister in piano lessons and recitals, like all constantly throughout the house. It was the same I'm, song. I'm, I'm over telling and you, over and over. You, you were a more attentive uh, brother than I am father no, in this it was regard. Just very loud. I'm going to be surprised piano. with the rest of the audience tomorrow when my daughter plays the piano. I have no idea if she's good at it. Don't know the song she's going to play. Beethoven. It's going to be quick. I know that last year, I mean, I was blown away. I was nearly emotional watching her play. I, I hadn't heard it once before she didn't. Didn't know she could do it. Didn't know that she could even do it. So I'm going to be real excited tomorrow when I'm there with the audience getting to hear would it for she, the first time. Would she be more bummed that she's missing the game or the recital? Uh, the game, but she's also uh, at an age where it's tough for her to decide. It's yeah. all just kind of the next thing, but she would want to be. The, she wants to be with whatever is seemingly more fun, and being around her friends, the game, is more fun than being solo at the recital and having to go up and and play. She doesn't really. If she gets nervous, she doesn't show it too often, so her nerves are pretty much under control. The, but the, I can tell when she's a little bit nervous. The most nervous I've ever seen her is in studio uh, at our previous location over at Blackbird Studio, where we had her talking to a mic and she wouldn't do it. Or she I, tried. I think she was very. She did talk into the mic. Very meek. Yes, but it wasn't the way Evie Withrow would normally talk. Yeah, we need to get her back in studio, and I, I think it's she's grown version. out of that a little bit. Yeah, and that once she got going, she would be okay. I do think that the cameras in here she's raking though would be very would that. be very distracting because she'd be looking at herself the whole time, and then get self conscious as she was uh, talking. But we'll get her back in studio. A very special segment 
coming up. She did have her first home run the other night, so I appreciate Trusted. you acknowledging yeah. that. Nearly yes. outran the. And when I say home run, you know, it's third base. It's eight U. She's seven, but it's eight U softball. Yeah, meaning out of the park. Yeah, meaning that she hit a line drive between Big third, third and short, and it got past the left fielder. And once Hutton, that that look, I can tell you this is a slow pitch softball. It's not a slow pitch, but a kid pitch softball pitcher. When you see the outfielder, the back of their jersey and their number, and they're running to the ball, it's a homer. That that signifies this right here. Go. Go. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. The goal is a home run. Once they turn their back to the field and they're running after a ball, your goal is a home run every time. Chad, what we are about to do, we should keep on tape on uh, just save this and compare it to where we are by like week eight, week nine. Okay. Because we did this last year and then everyone bemoaned the schedule makers for how many times we saw the Denver Broncos on national TV. Right. Yep. They were everywhere. Now they're still they're still relevant. That's still a storyline, not nearly uh, as you know all across the the country on a weekly basis is what you're going to see with other teams. Dallas is going to have the maximum of six nationally televised games. They're always a storyline. The Jets as well. The Jets are returning to Sunday night football for the first time in 12 years. The Jags are going to be returning to Monday night football for the first time in 12 years. And week one slate is very good based on storylines. My favorite games, of course, it starts with Thursday, September 7th. They released this early on. The Detroit Lions against the defending and current Super Bowl champion, Kansas City Chiefs. That will kick off at NBC. Uh, other week one notable matchups, Bengals and Browns is fascinating to me because Deshaun Watson got a bit of a pass after that 11-game suspension, he's out 12 weeks, comes back, and the Browns sucked. And now it's time for the investment of the $230 million fully guaranteed quarterback to follow through. The rust needs to be Isn't knocked off. Isn't it incredible? But this is a massive how game. How a year ago, the only conversation was Deshaun Watson. Yep. And of all the AFC quarterbacks, he is about 11th we, on the list. We don't of mention him points. because it's the Browns. But they, but, but and it's not just. But, but the Browns were the biggest. I mean, they were the Lions a few years ago when they had Baker Mayfield, and everyone was interested in them. They had a bunch of national a, games. But it's crazy how quickly that happened. I mean, it's it's really unexpected to me well, that no it, one's talking about Deshaun Watson I, I, anymore. I think this is this is a bigger discussion as well. And Davey, please write this down because I think this is a, a topic. I think because we have all looked at the contract and said, that is an anomaly. That is something that the NFL owners are simply not going to hand out anymore, and the Browns were idiots, right? It's just, yeah. it's been put aside as it's the They're Cleveland the Browns. And meanwhile, you've got Joe Burrow, who's about to get paid again, but he's not going to get Deshaun Watson money. But no one compares these quarterbacks to Deshaun Watson because the owners have blackballed that contract to a point where it, it's not even really discussed. The next highest paid player per year is, you know, currently Lamar Jackson. It will be Justin Herbert. It will be Joe Burrow. But no one mentions Deshaun Watson because no one in the media is comparing that contract because they push the narrative of what the owners don't want. Here's what the owners want. They don't want to hand out the fully guarantee. Haslam's an idiot. I'm not dumb enough to just push the narrative that the quarterback shouldn't be fully guaranteed just simply because of one bad mistake. They're the most, I mean, 
they are the faces of the league. And right now you have one of the biggest in Joe Burrow in week one against the quarterback that the NFL would rather you not talk about because of the storyline behind him. But he's the highest paid because he's $250 million fully guaranteed. It's a huge game in the AFC North because he's supposed to play like he did in 2020 before he tapped out way before all of the massage uh, issues and scandals and assaults came to light, all the civil cases. This was about a top four, top five quarterback who said, trade me or give me an extension because you just traded away Deshaun, uh, uh, De- DeAndre Hopkins for nothing, and I hate it here. And he refused to play. And then everything came out. Meanwhile, you have Joe Cool. I love this game. And it's week one. We will look back on this because it's time for Watson and the Browns to put up or shut up, quite frankly. And they have to do it against one of the NFL's best. Dolphins Chargers. Tua Tagovailoa returns. And Justin Herbert and the Chargers, Chad, they've been the darling. Right? They've been the fiancé, never the bride. Are they going to do it this year or not? And if not, peace out for a lot of the coaching staff for what they're trying to build. Because you've got a young quarterback who's about to get an extension and they haven't capitalized on the rookie contract of what is a very good quarterback in the NFL. Well, they, they, they're also becoming a punchline. I think it was the Broncos schedule release video where Peyton Manning made a joke about be careful what you feed the Chargers because they may choke uh, after their loss to the Jags yep. and that blowing that lead in that game. So they've got a ton to prove. Color me stunned here because the – and I'm not stunned that it's Cowboys-Giants on Sunday night football. I'm not stunned that it's Bills-Jets on Monday night football for the first week of the season. I'm just surprised that the NFL put the Patriots at home in week one, knowing that in their home opener, they're going to honor Tom Brady. And so Tom Brady going back to Foxborough to be honored as a New England Patriot is going to be the 325 window. My guess is, I'm looking at the schedule now, we can put it up. Is that a CBS game? I'm trying to find it, it is. So that will be Nance and Romo there for the 425 Eastern kickoff. But normally, Chad, that's a game, if you know that Brady's being honored, that you want in prime time. You want those viewers to tune in, even if it's a blowout. Sunday night football type game. Yes, even if it's a blowout or it's a, a dud, you have Brady at halftime or whatever, and then you get the interview on the sideline with him, right? Like that's a reason to put him in prime... That's why I'm just saying I'm surprised that New England's not on the road in week one. They're well, at home. Or just waiting until I mean, they're, they're putting Philly against them. Waiting until a home um, primetime game. You know, they're That's just pushing I mean. back the whole or, thing. Or yeah. that, yeah. Yeah, they don't, I mean, just because the league put it there in week one, well, I'm surprised they're not and, waiting. And let me also say, this may be dictated based on whatever Tom Brady wanted it to be. Yeah. <laughs> like New England said, hey, can we do it at the home opener? Yeah, if it's on this date, not this date. Yeah, he'll probably be in Monaco for about two months during the season or something that he had to scheduling conflict. Right. And, and later we'll discuss maybe he's, you know, a part of the Raiders ownership group by then. Uh, Sunday night football schedule, Lions and Chiefs on here. We've got, what, week four, Chiefs and Jets. That's massive. Dallas and San Francisco is big in week five. Philadelphia, Dallas, always massive. That's late in the season, which I love. That dictates seeding and what's going to be a great division again. And how about this? Week 15, Sunday night football. 
Baltimore at Jacksonville. Jacksonville has a home game on Sunday night and Monday night football this year, Chad. For a team that caught fire at the end, they won a playoff game as the Chargers choked. They're betting on Jacksonville being one of those teams that can keep a team out of the postseason or help get a team in, even if Jacksonville's going to lose because the AFC South sucks. That's what the networks are saying. They're saying Baltimore needs that win. They also had arguably the best um, schedule release video of all the teams. A big part of it, by the way, was their crazy win over Baltimore a year ago. Yeah, you're right. They were saying that was the impetus for, oh, we clearly wrote this. It starts with people say you can't write this stuff. Well, you can. We wrote this game a year ago. It is time for Trevor Lawrence. I mean, the, the, the story is set for him to write the ending or write the, the, his prime of his career. Look at the division. And what, what the is Tennessee or Indy him, but, is I mean, now what is, Jacksonville. What is Indy the gap? is not in prime time. <clears throat> what is the gap between – and he gets the mulligan with Urban Meyer for the year. Right. What is the gap between him and Burrow right now? There's a big gap based on the consistency of what we've seen from Cincinnati and the players around him, too. But but all, you're right. He gets the mulligan, but you only get that for one year. And in the year after Meyer, they got to the postseason and they won a game. I, but I bring up Burrow because you're right. He sh- the expectations number one, are number one. The expectations are he is Mahomes and Burrow. The way he was hyped coming out of. Clemson. Oh, he was he was number one overall he's, two years before he went to the draft. He's John Elway. I mean, the guy, it, he may get there. He, he's, he's very good, and he showed that at the end of last year. But, but he's he, got to get to that level. But even more than Burrow. Burrow wasn't touted till he went to LSU. Trevor Lawrence has been touted as the heir apparent to the next GOAT. You know, the, the most recent yeah. since high school. No, and that's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's not – he's got to get to their level. That That is his expectation. Yes. Monday night football, Buffalo and New York with the Jets on Monday night. Uh, that's on September 11th. Uh, September 11th in New York. Week one, season opener for Aaron Rodgers. That's going to be awesome against Josh Allen, a divisional matchup that we'll be looking back on in December and January. I like New Orleans and Carolina, Cleveland and Pittsburgh in a doubleheader in week two on Monday Night Football. Uh, December 4th, Bengals and Jags. December 30th, Detroit and Dallas. So again, another network putting Detroit at the end of their schedule, not at the beginning, saying the Lions are going to be playoff contenders. Can Detroit live up to the hype? That's the big question yeah, I think about they them can. this year. Yeah. I think they absolutely can. I mean, it's that... I really look at it as them, and maybe I'm burying the, the Packers too early, but I think it's going to be them and Minnesota for that division. So Minnesota, two years ago, lost a lot of close games. And last year, they won a lot of their close games. And Detroit was around the same consistency. But, you know, they'd lose on like a, the longest field goal in NFL history by Justin Tucker, right? In Detroit. And then last year, at the end of the season, they caught fire. And the question is, by drafting a running back in Jameer Gibbs and then a linebacker, a middle linebacker in the middle of the first round with your two first-round picks, was that a smart move? Or will we look back on those two picks and think, man, investing in two positions that high comes back to bite them? Jameer Gibbs, that pick, is a pick indicative of a team that feels like they can go win a Super Bowl. 
You pick a guy who's an immediate impact guy at a position that you normally wouldn't invest that highly yeah. in. That's a that's a luxury pick. To me, that's the Lions saying we are this good from a roster standpoint that we can add this guy and be Super Bowl level good. Coming up, Mike Gunzelman joins us in studio. Gun show from Outkick.com. He attended the Taylor Swift concert. He covered that for Outkick last week, Chad. We've got Dwight Howard bending the knee to China and much more headlines from Outkick.com with Mike Gunzelman, The Gun Show, next on Hot Mike. What's up, everyone? It's Nick Wright, and I got something exciting to talk to you about today. Angie, your ultimate destination for getting all your jobs done well. Now, Angie isn't just your average home services marketplace. It's a game changer with over 150 million homeowners served and a network of over 200,000 skilled pros. Angie has experience and expertise to tackle any project with ease. Whether you're looking to spruce up your backyard or undergo a major home renovation, Angie's got your back. And their pros are locally based, often running small businesses right in your community. And here's the best part. Angie makes the process seamless. From researching and comparing pros to scheduling services at your convenience, Angie's user-friendly platform puts you in control. So why settle for anything less than perfection when it comes to your home? With Angie, you can trust every project will be completed with the utmost care and professionalism. So get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today to discover why homeowners across the nation are turning to Angie to get all their jobs done well. Chad, the era of Dan Snyder in the NFL officially over. Daniel Snyder has announced that he has reached an agreement on a deal to sell the franchise to the group led by Josh Harris. Now suddenly, the doors of Washington, D.C. and the entire DMV have opened up to the Commanders franchise like never before. Because no one wanted to do business with Dan Snyder. I love how it is. That no one wanted to do business with Dan Snyder, but here's $6 billion yeah, to but leave. But this is a little, bit, the, a little bit of business we have to still close is the <laughs> $6 billion that you're going to make in, in this. Crazy. Hot Mike with Hutton and Withrow uh, continues across the Outkick Network with Mike Gunzelman. The Gun Show is back in studio and back from the Taylor Swift <laughs> concert <laughs> extravaganza. Yeah. That was, uh, that was quite the weekend. You picked the best night to go, though, didn't you? Yeah, I went. Uh, I ended up going Friday, thankfully. Shout out to uh, my buddy who was able to hook it up. But uh, she is making a killing on that tour. Like, like so much money. Because you got to think, you know, there's about 160,000 people that went this weekend alone yeah. that you know of. And you figure probably 90% of people bought at least one piece of merchandise. It, Some people bought yes. every single, bought five shirts alone. You know what I mean? Just on merchandise alone, she was crushing it. And she's doing that all across the country. Mayhem. So 
Uh, you how, know, how many tears did you see during this uh, performance yeah, from the crowd? Not, not from Taylor. I don't think Taylor cried. Taylor was not crying. She was, she was laughing away to the bank. Yeah, she, she was all business on this, <laughs> on this little foray into Nashville. Yeah. How many was there a dry eye in the house other than yours, or did you cry? Uh, was, <laughs> oh, he cried because he was miserable. Yeah, yeah. It's like tears, I was tears like, of pain. After the third, <laughs> after the third hour, I was like, I just want to go home. <laughs> like, it get was me three out of hours, here. three and a half hours, three and a half hours. Is it forty-four songs? It's it's too many. Honestly, yeah, it's 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 everything. And she still improvs a lot, so she obviously doesn't. She improvs at one set uh, at one point of the set. So every time you go, you're like, oh, what will she do? Like. She has so many songs; it's ridiculous. Okay. I, I gotta is give there, her props. It's actually, of, yeah. Is there a lot of talking in between the songs? Like, this is my home. This is where I got started. Was a lot of that. There's, there's some like passive aggressiveness to ex-boyfriends, and like this goes out to to my girls out there. You know, something like that, but not so much preaching going on where it's so, like we're gonna make a statement. You know, it's did just, it yeah. did it feel at any point like um, there was animosity to uh, any male that was in the building with like some of the songs and some of the messaging? Oh yeah. I feel like I've been at a concert. I was at a Christina Aguilera concert <laughs> oh, with a college Brilliant. girlfriend yeah. at one point. And I feel like there were certain moments that I'm like, I'm in danger just yeah. being a guy Here? in this building right now. <laughs> it's like the, every woman around you is just looking over like, yeah. you, it's your fault. It's the patriarchy. You're the issue. Yeah. And I felt like that you may That's be in similar so danger at a Taylor Swift show. Yeah, it's uh, it's definitely you have to start looking over your like she like this goes out to all you know the strong independent women out there. We don't need men. And here I am being like I'm guns. Like yeah. <laughs> like oh god. But ladies, you need me. You need guns in your life. Yeah. Let me tell you. Oh my god. So you, you guns. You'll know this as, as an artist here. Okay. As an like, artist. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> As, so as, as that's a, how we start everything. We talk about was, guns. As, as, as a poet, as, as, as a an poet. artist, as a poet, <laughs> I, I was told through uh, a buddy of ours that Chad and I have in the industry, high ranking. That on average, on average. To be fair, we don't have any low ranking friends in the industry. Just, just to be clear, they're right. all high ranking. Okay. Yes, including everyone on stage here. Right? Yep. That's for sure. Very high ranking. Um, I was told that on average, the 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 country artist or any artist that comes through town gets around 15% of the Ticketmaster price. Is that accurate? Because, it, because I was doing the math on this. If it's 15% and the average ticket price is 200 to $250, she was making just off of that $6.4 million per night if it's 80000 in the building. I, I will say this. The lowest is about ten. Now, they structure each deal differently because it could be Live Nation. It could be AEG. They still go right. through Ticketmaster. So you get a minimal 10. It can go even higher than that. And so, then merch yes. is on top of that. And that's where the artist that's, owns at least 90% of the merch sold. Yes. They, yeah, it, it, about 80% or more. Yeah, that's where you make your money. You make your money on merch sales. That's so, why they always so say nightly. buy merch for like local bands. Buy, not even local bands. like upcoming bands buy merchandise because they see that almost immediately. Every night, <laughs> she's making 10 to $15 million. On a stadium show, at least, just based on at, that knowledge, at least plus plus, they pay her just to have her there, so it's not just the ticket sales. They are you're paying to have Taylor Swift come to your place, which is millions of dollars as well. Yeah, nuts. <laughs> I'm trying to see Every how many night. tour dates she has. Well, she's doing three nights in these stadiums across. Yep. The she did Dallas, you know, Cowboys. She joined MetLife with the Giants and no Jets. One on the, no one on here. earth can do that. No. She's the biggest artist that we talked about so, that last uh, week. Biggest so artist in the, in the world. Was it, was it a whole? So go ahead, Hunt. In 30 seconds. Good show, bad show, in between. How You've seen so many. Where would you put this uh, one? It went up and beyond my wildest expectations. 
It, it, really? is, it is a full – that's why I, I, I truly believe she has to do the Super Bowl sooner than later. It is a full production. I'm talking like she could have went up there with a guitar and, like, and just strummed a couple songs like Tim McGraw and stuff and just had like a band and ran back and forth. It is the full, full end zone to end zone of running back and forth, backup dancers, moving stages, like really went up and beyond. And I got to give her props on that because she doesn't – have to do that. You know, it was almost like a, you know, that I would see that more for like a Janet Jackson or like an NSYNC type performance. She was on that level at their height. Wow. What was the number you said per night that you it, guys said? Somewhere between 10 to 15 million 10 per to night. 15 million. Now, I don't Off know how many she's done. I can tell you she's got 35 shows left on this tour. <laughs> so yeah. that is between 350 million yeah. yep. and a number higher than that that she's making off this tour. And that's not counting what she's already done. That's not counting these three nights, and that that is yep. pure insanity. I mean, she's going to make half a billy yeah, oh, off this tour. Yeah. That's, Easy. that's and then, good and for the, her. The new, the repurposed album is still to come, right? She's announcing that too. Yep. Uh, must uh, must also, be nice. <laughs> also, making a ton Oof. of money will be Pat McAfee if he Oof. stays where he is and continues to do what he's doing, or if he chooses to take the bag from ESPN. But uh, you wrote about this at Outkick Guns, like what? What are you hearing on what ESPN would be willing to put on paper number-wise? So I think ESPN realizes that they are uh, they're desperate. I think ESPN is desperate, but it's not. The problem with ESPN is it's an institution, and they're so huge right now that they're in almost a no-win situation, and they've done it to themselves because they've allowed themselves to – not really have uh, not be able to stand you know f- on firm ground with a lot of what they've done they they've succumbed to the woke culture so much that now they're so scared of having a position and and we're seeing this time after time with them so i think that they I, espn needs pat mcafee because they really don't have anybody else right now but they thought they needed barstool thought they needed barstool that uh, and and they paid that barstool and then they chose Sam Ponder over Barstool. And, and that's what happened. Now, obviously, it's a different – it's been years since that happened. Right. But the same the same kind of essence – first of all, Pat McAfee's not some of the stuff that goes on at Barstool. Even though he's it's, part it, of Barstool, he's not – It's not, but it, it's also not censored. Right. And that's why I think if he goes to ESPN, this is a huge mistake on his part. Now, I've known McAfee since, you know, he was doing his stand-up comedy days in Indianapolis when he was doing his bootleg show. I knew when he went to uh, Barstool in New York. I was in New York City at the time. was friends with a lot of them. Still, I'm a lot of friends with them, so I knew him from them. He's been cool with yeah. us. He's all, yeah, great guy. But what makes the show unique, what, what, what you're seeing right now is there's a reason that you rose to prominence. And when you take that away, no matter what the suits promise you, they're lying to you. And when you take that away, that's going to have a major uh, effect on him. So he has to choose. Do you want the possibility of like being on the biggest stage, quote-unquote? How big is that stage lately, though? There's so much animosity towards an ESPN. There's so much. If you say something, you know, the other day, somebody made fun of Lizzo's weight. That's the Pat McAfee show. It's PK. jokes like that. It's that yeah. bro culture humor. Do you think he really wants to go there where he might get in trouble for what he says every single time? That's not worth it in my book. I mean, I heard one of his guys, I was watching the McAfee cast of one of the playoff games, and one of the guys on his show uh, said GD during the, the, the telecast. He's like, you're on ESPN, bub. Can't say that here. <laughs> and then he just kept going with the play-by-play yeah. of what they were doing in the end zone. Well, And I'm, that's just a small little thing, right, that you've got to get used to. But Guns, doesn't he have it perfect right now? He may not want the headache of running his own shop, 
and having to do all that and, and worry about advertising revenue and everything else, but he's got ESPN with College Game Day. So they can control that, and he can control everything else uncensored and say and do exactly what he wants on his own show. To me, that sounds like heaven for him. Yeah, I, I, I completely agree. Why go all in on ESPN if you don't have to? Get the best of both worlds right now. He's, you know, they're using him for those alt casts on ESPN two as well. You know, he he has the best in the best situation in the world right now. I, I don't know. I don't believe that you have to go full in on ESPN. And you know, I live on trending. I say I got my eyes to the sky, my and my <laughs> my feet to the streets. I live on social media. I read everything. I know everything that's going on. And and the backlash was very interesting because it came just a couple of days after Barstool had to fire Mitzi, well, uh, who also got cut because so, they gave up control. So that whole creative control thing is very interesting. It is, but I also wonder, like, so South Park exists. South Park is on HBO, uh, which is owned by Warner Brothers. Is it not on Comedy Central anymore? Did it get taken off? No, you can see reruns on Comedy Central. But, I mean, like, you can see any episode uh, and watch any. And, again, like, it's just. Well, ESPN is not HBO. Well, but (laughs) it's a streaming service that HBO Max is where you can watch any episode of South Park right now. And if you put a disclaimer at the beginning of it, I don't understand how ESPN (sighs) Plus can have UFC pay-per-views and you can drop any type of promo you want to, from Colby Covington to uh, you know Bilal Muhammad or anyone else in between, and they can say anything they want to on that mic with Joe Rogan interviewing them, and right. Dana White can sit there and say literally anything he wants and tout anything he wants at the podium, but ESPN wouldn't let Pat McAfee do that. If, if ESPN hired Charles Barkley, would they let Barkley be Barkley? I think they absolutely would. Because everyone loves Barkley and everyone loves Pat McAfee. Well, I don't. I, I see it as two very different things, though. Because ESPN and Guns, you can speak to this. They're mainly concerned with the, they're 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 afraid. The shareholders. Right? They, they the walk around constantly yeah. in fear, and their biggest fear is pissing off the NFL or pissing off the league. They never have to worry about that with Dana White. Dana White's not going to be mad about his guys dropping curse words on there. So ESPN then in turn has nothing to worry about. I think it's far less about the cussing and way more about the, the backlash. backlash from a certain segment of social media, and we all know where it's going to come from, and media about an Aaron Rodgers interview or something that's said there weekly, or it's going to be about something him and his guys are talking about that doesn't fit with the narrative right. that Disney wants humor, to promote. Humor went too far. The Aaron, I, Ro- the Aaron Rodgers thing's perfect. Like, if, Say if we were this was a year and a half ago and he had signed. And he and Rodgers, you know, starts, yeah. you know, he gets called out. I mean, people still hate Aaron Rodgers. Remember the one guy that was that refused to vote for him for his MVP yep. because Bob of Marcus. his, of, which had nothing to do with with the play on the field because they can't separate it. Right. So imagine this is a year and a half ago. McAfee had signed with ESPN. Rodgers comes on, does that first interview, which went viral, blew up all that stuff. And all of a sudden, they're like, oh, we're going to start. You can't have this on. This is killing people. This is anti-vaccine. This is blah, blah, blah. This is blah. And now all of a sudden, they go, we're going to go after Disney. Do you honestly think that Suits were not going to talk to McAfee and be like, you can't have him on? They would definitely have told him and that I just, he couldn't. And guess what? He didn't have that. I tr- There's no way. There's no way. Because even on ABC News, they're going after them and saying, you can't do this with like Robert F. Kennedy and stuff. They're, they would have definitely said something right, to Right, but Pat. ESPN was also airing UFC events where they were having actual events during shutdowns of multiple pro sports. 
So they, they, but this they, is your boy. And, and, this is your this is your guy though. This is Pat McAfee. This is probably your future face of your station though. Yeah, they're, they're, what I'm saying they're that, not an ESPN employee. And when I'm saying that White is up there cussing, I'm saying fighters are using the same language that Bob Huggins did. And it's happening on ESPN pay-per-view. But they can't tell. It's pay-per-view. And also, they can't tell them what to do because they're not ESPN employees. But it's live. Pat McAfee would be an ESPN employee. But it's yeah. endorsed by ESPN. But it's e- their contract. Yes, but ESPN, they only care when it's their contract about that so, side being mad so at So why them can't you have Pat McAfee distributed through ESPN but not be their employee? Because people in power like to wield power. And the moment that Pat McAfee does something they don't like, they're going to tell him to cool it and stop having that guest on or not do it. And I believe Pat McAfee's going to get pissed off about that. Yep. And he's not going to want to be censored, and he's going to want to talk about it. The dude went ham when he got sued by Brett Favre right. on that, his show that, that and called never out would Brett have Favre and said, yeah. I am throwing down the gauntlet right yeah. now. Yeah. If ESPN got that sued. That never would happen. They would have cut the feed. <laughs> They would have said, dude, what you is, can't talk about yeah, this at all. Because it would have been and Disney I, I just, lawyers backing yeah, him then, and I, they I would not have allowed him to talk. I don't but think I, he's going to let that fly. But I don't think McAfee's getting controversial in the way that others would. You know, he's blue, but he's not, I mean, he's not I think having Aaron Rodgers on would be controversial to ESPN. And they report on everything Aaron Rodgers says on the Pat McAfee show. I, I, but I, it, yeah, but it, them, being, yeah. them being the ones to carry it, I think that they would, if the league came out and said, we don't like this guest saying this or this happening. Point being, I don't think that Pat McAfee wants to be censored. And right. we could give any number of scenarios that any ESPN employee, talk to anyone who's worked at ESPN about things they were told to say and not say. Right. He's going to be the same way. I and, mean, they're going to say, avoid this, don't talk about that. Uh, I don't know that he's going to like that. Because he became a success like that because of being who he is. And and more props to him. Like I said, I followed him for years, and, and, and that's the reaction. You don't want to call it a sellout because it's not really selling out. Like, listen, everyone get their bag as much as they can. Like, make as much money. Listen, congratulations. That's awesome. But are you risking – it's almost – you know what it's almost like? It's almost like CNN or Bud Light pandering to a certain audience but losing your core audience by doing so. Sure. By the but- way, if I were Bud Light <laughs> – I'm glad we, we got into this. And I think differently than a lot of advertisers would. I would just drop the mother load of advertising money on OutKick <laughs> and Fox News. Right. And every time someone at OutKick or Fox News had a segment that was bemoaning Bud Light, I would just flood them with ads that went the other way. I'd have girls in bikinis on the beach again. I'd have college frat parties in the ads. <laughs> and I would do it that way. Was, I would, uh, instead of yeah. killing them with kindness... <laughs> I would kill them with ad dollars. I would shift my entire market to OutKick. This is me making the plea to Bud Light. Pour money on OutKick and they Fox have. News. That would be They already have brilliant. before. Yeah. But they need, a, du- they need uh, a double they need down now. now. They but need I'm a saying, double like, this down. Is, yeah. This is where I think differently. Bud Light is thinking, screw those guys for making fun of our marketing decision. I'd be thinking, this is our audience. This is our market. And we've been negatively affected by a piss-poor marketing decision. Let's flood that market with money and show them, you know what? That woman who was with us made a bad decision in marketing, and this is the direction we're going now, and let's show them that way. Let's kill them with money. I would absolutely do that if I had the marketing budget of a Bud Light. It's wild how bad that's gotten, by the way. Oh my god, that could be a whole other story. They're but. down. They're down quite a quite a bit. Well, let me ask you real, real quick. So, you know, we talked about McAfee and stuff, and, and we have to continue going on this. But do you think he? I don't. The, everything the discussion that we had, you know, that he's probably having too. 
because he has to realize. I mean, you have you have guests on there. You you have paid ESPN personalities that don't want the word Mount Rushmore being said anymore because they think it's racist, even though it's literally just talking about the greatest four athletes. I don't. I say Mount Rushmore. I'm not thinking about anything racist. Those are your coworkers now. Right. Do you think he wants to deal with that? Well, do, do you think he goes? We, but when we say this, we also leave out the fact that Dan Orlovsky prayed on air and still has a job. Yeah, that I, you can get away with both now, and, and and we're seeing that with those speaking out against Leah Thomas and and siding with the, the anti um, uh, uh, biological male competing against biological women. There are more people now are stepping up and saying something to ESPN, um, and honestly. That's what Outkick's supposed to be about. Damn right. Where you can say anything you want to on either side and come down the middle and have a conversation instead of an argument. So, I mean, if if ESPN wants to get down that path, that's what, I mean, to me, I would be approaching Pat McAfee for that. Um, and, and as far as, like, why would he want to sell, I don't know, ask Clay Travis or Dave Portnoy. Because well, they did. Well, it's not, it's not about, to me, about selling. I, I think that if it's you... Look, Clay was... Uh, Clay was never going to make the money that he made selling to Fox running OutKick. I, I believe that the way Pat McAfee has built this and what he's done before, he could maybe make the same amount of money. It would just be the headache of running it himself. Now he could sell it to ESPN and not have to worry about it anymore, which would be appealing to me. I just It depends what I else he Dan wants or, to Dan do. Dan Orlovsky and Pat McAfee are two very different no, personalities. No, 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 no. I, I'm saying, like, you, you, there are people that are saying that Mount Rushmore is racist, and I'm saying at the same company, someone prayed on air and wasn't let go. And, and five years ago, that would have been a discussion point. Yeah, I think if Sam Ponder or uh, Sage Steele, who have replied to me on Twitter, talking about they don't think biological right. men competing against women, I think if they stopped an ESPN broadcast to broadcast the show doing that, the way whoever it was had a moment of silence about the don't say gay bill bill or whatever it was, I think that'd be a big problem for them at ESPN. So I don't think it's completely fair and balanced when it comes to that. And I'm well, willing to bet that someone went to Dan Orlovsky and said, hey, that's really cool you did that. We, we don't pray on air. You know, well, let's not do it again. They may have had I a conversation. I don't think Dan would have, ba- would have bent and the knee to that. My question would be, would Pat McAfee have the same reaction as Dan Orlovsky? To all of this. I mean, it, it, has, has Dan Orlovsky ever, ever controlled his own media empire and had all say on no censorship? I mean, listen, before? Pat's leaving FanDuel because he's just like, I don't agree with these people now. Like, it's not what they told sure. me. I'm out. I'm throwing, but, like, I'm out. Like, he, he's he said, always called he his own are, shots. He, he left said, Barstool we are just too. dumb yeah. enough to want to keep doing things exactly the way yeah. we want. And you can't do that. He ESPN, basically though. refuted <laughs> reports that he's talking with ESPN. He's yeah. like, I mean, there's a lot of reports out there about this, but we're dumb enough to want to do this exactly the way we want. I don't think he's the type of guy who wants to be censored at all. Yeah, especially because he's already on there, like we said, in other entities. So it's it is interesting because he is obviously a huge thing that's built it all his way. And uh, I'm also all about like the freedom aspect. And I, I, I've worked at ESPN, and compared to Outkick, it's two different worlds completely. Well, completely two different oh, worlds. no doubt. And so I just I know no what doubt. I had, I know what I have now, and. Uh, it's night and day, and I'm so happy to be here. It's so much better. Well, and no question. But at the same time, if you're looking for bigger distribution and you want to be a part of whatever WWE ends up doing, which, by the way, that merger with UFC plays a factor in their television rights that's coming up. He's already involved in college game day moving forward. Right. There's huge value there. And if you're just looking for the distribution angle, but you own your product, who knows what they're willing to put out there? Yeah. That's it. 
Uh, Guns, what else do you have coming up this weekend at OutKick? You know, we've got some, uh, some good things happening. Um, we've got... Uh, what concert are you covering this week? <laughs> no, although we met, shout out to, met a lot of the uh, Hot Mike fans last weekend. I was doing a DJ set down here. Know, they came up to me. Very cool. So I appreciate everybody coming up. And, of course, shout out to Hot Mike as well. No, a lot of great content and a lot of great things happening all around uh, for sure. Did a big one today, big piece today on Elon Musk, the new Twitter CEO. Just announced her. She is, uh, uh, I, would like, uh, I would liken her to the devil. Uh, she is wow. not. She is. Read my piece right now. I think it's it's gone viral. It's about to go viral. It's busting right now with page views. The new Twitter CEO. Real quick, I'll say it like this: January, Elon Musk tweets out about the World Economic Forum. It's called the WEF. He goes, "This is an unelected government. The people don't want this." Guess who we hired today? An executive from the WEF to be the new CEO four months later. And this is supposed to be Elon, the free, the, the man of free speech. Read the articles on OutKick. We've also got crazy stuff. You had a, a teacher went up to a student and uh, was like, caught her cheating during a test in class, took the cell phone away. So she, what'd she do? She busted out pepper spray and maced the teacher and chased him into the hallway because she got caught cheating. This is our society. You can't make it up. A lot of fun. The gun show, baby. Let's go. He's what? What did you say? Your feet, your feet to the street. You, I, you always I, got your hand. Your, your thumb the is on the pulse of America. There you go. I to the sky. Show. Feet to the streets. Let's go. The gun show with a Z. Hot mic coming at you. Boom. Well, maybe we'll have a Matt, a promo. Matt try out some of this mace. Yeah, Matt. Can we take you out on the street corner right now and, and spray, spray some mace in your face? Take his, <laughs> take his cell phone away from me. Just start macing. Actually, uh, Matt's like, if you haven't been maced before, you haven't lived. Yeah. I get maced twice in the weekend. Or just uh, Chad or I will just walk up to one of the bachelorettes and we'll get maced. Yeah, there's That'll... a 21st birthday party happening right now, Matt, if you want to go get maced. Go, <laughs> go talk to them. Go hit on them a little bit. See if they've got any mace. Sup, ladies? Although the outfits I saw them wearing, there was no place to hide the mace, I will say. Wow. Got a lot of extra pockets out there. <laughs> Coming up, uh, pockets for money being made on insider betting and the gambling woes continue in sports. That's next on Hot Mike. Love the gun show. Anytime he has a chance to stop by here in Music City with us. Tw uh, sixth and Peabody, our location, with Yeehaw Beer and Anel Smoky Moonshine. He's coming an energy guy. A real energy guy. Coming up in 12 minutes or so, we'll hit some headlines, including the NFL schedule release and more. Plus Dwight Howard, Taiwan, China, and, you know, the I, back and I, forth that continues. Yeah, I, I'm ready to get into that. Me too. Me too. Plus some audio. That uh, we, we have as well. We uh, Major League Soccer player suspended amid a gambling investigation, Chad. He was allegedly paid to receive a yellow card. And again, he, he did so within uh, three minutes of yeah. him entering the game. Yes. Um, it's, it, I wonder it's going to be real hard to prove those what? charges. <laughs> so why well, did you come in and just immediately start slide tackling people and kneeing them in the or uh, <laughs> kicking them in the kneecap? Oh, okay. That makes sense. ESPN is reporting that uh, Alves is the the unnamed player, um, and it, Max Alves for the Colorado Rapids. He was allegedly uh, paid twelve thousand dollars by an organization to receive a yellow card in a match against the LA Galaxy September twenty twenty two. 
This goes back to my overall, and, and by the way, this uh, he, he entered this match as a sub. He picked up a yellow card in 90 seconds. I mean, he, he went in just to do this. And my overall point is this. You have Tim Donaghy in the NBA. It took two years for the NBA to figure out that a ref was helping fix games. This took place in Major League Soccer in September of last year. And by the way, we're in the middle of a new season. And you have in college baseball right now, rumors circulating that it's happening everywhere. I'm, you know, I'm one of those that think, you know, NIL's, you know, it's like a high school coach that's great that goes to the college level and he's asked, look, he or she's asked, well, what's it like going to be uh, recruiting now? Well, they've been recruiting for years if yeah. they're that good. This is going on. And if you sit back and think that, oh, it just, it's just very – no. This is, this is why the leagues shied away from Vegas for so long, and now they're in bed with them. They are no different in many ways. Chad, they're no different than Alves. They're taking the bag, and they're going to punish the players who do – to go in and take the yellow card because they want the advertising money. And here's the big issue. So $12,000 is the payment to take that yellow card and to fix a match. Yep. Um, if you are in a sport where $12,000 is worth it to you to do that, inherently that sport should be under suspicion of these types of things happening. Now, the NBA side of it, it was a ref that's not making as much as the players that was fixing NBA games. Makes, makes a little a bit more sense. Jokic, great example. He gets fined $25,000 for his altercation, and we say, well, that's pocket change to him. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, MLS player is taking half of that to get a yellow card to make money to do that, right? Well, that's the gap in pay between NBA star sure. and MLS player. So if you have a professional sport where you aren't making as much money, I always – train my cynical eye on those sports as one that is susceptible to someone coming in and saying, I'll give you 10 grand to do this. And it's worth it to them because they're not making as much. But then you have, you know, any video you can find, you can mock up different videos of players at the highest level getting one yard short of a first down when they, the extra effort could have helped. And you're just suspicious. Just saying. Yep. And now all eyes are on that because of what we've seen over the last week. One hour left on Hot Mike.